The Gospel of Matthew has this really interesting feature about it. This is the end of the Gospel of Matthew. There might be a couple more verses at the, you know, after it, but this is pretty much the end of the Gospel. And the very last thing Christ tells us right before he ascends is, I am with you always until the end of the age. But if we go back to the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, after that nice long list of names that we all love to hear chanted, right? (laughs) No, no takers? All right, that's fine. After that, we have the Annunciation, where the angel comes and tells Mary, you shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so the entire Gospel of Matthew tells us from the very beginning of Christ's life on earth, Until the very end of it, it's this assurance that God is with us. But then if we zoom out even more, we can see that that's not where it started. Because we can go all the way back to Genesis. All the way back to Genesis. And we see that God is with us through his creation. He breathes out creation. Always keeping it in existence. Always keeping us in existence. So from the very beginning, he's been there. And then when he created humanity, he said that we have created them in our own image. Male and female, we have created them. Which tells us another really important thing. That God created us for relationship. Specifically, a relationship of love. And that's what the Holy Trinity helps us to recognize. It's that eternal relationship of love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that we are to mirror, both in our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. And most especially out of all of those human relationships and the relationship between husband and wife. I talk about that in my marriage prep a lot of times. That the love between a husband and a wife is supposed to show us what the love of God looks like. It's like that's a tall order to fill, right? But, but it's true. And another thing I tell them is that when you see a marriage lived well, it's inspiring. Because that love gives life. Not just in the way, you know, we have little faces with names, right? But also, when people see love, true love, it's attractive because it's good and it's true. And that's what we want more than anything. The good and the true and the beautiful. That's what we're hardwired to go towards. And so when we see love, we go towards it. So that's this analogy we see on earth of the Trinity in married life. And so from the very beginning, though, we were created that way. And we keep looking through Genesis. We see that God walked with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Even when Adam and Eve turned away from God and ate the forbidden fruit, he was there. He was looking for them because they hid from him. He never left. He was with them that entire time. And so if we look, the entire story of our salvation 
has been a story of God trying to be with us from the very beginning until the very end. Because then after the ascension, he did not leave us alone. He sent his Holy Spirit. It's that same Spirit that unites all of us here in this church today. When we come to worship at Mass, it's not like any other kind of prayer. The Holy Spirit is active in this community and helps us to worship as one. Even if we're distracted, the Holy Spirit helps us to worship as one. As one community worshiping one God. So the Holy Spirit is active. Jesus Christ is active in the person of me, the unworthy priest, right? Who stands in persona Christi Capitis, is what the church says, that's fancy Latin for, in the person of Christ the head, bringing the Eucharist to us. And the Father is also with us when we worship, both as the one whom we give our worship to and the one who's like still keeping us in existence. That's pretty important. So God is with us right now as the Trinity. And so this is the story of our salvation. This is our history. That God has been active and with us through all of time. And he will continue to be. And he does that through this mystery of the Trinity. This mystery of loving relationship through which he shows us how to be with one another. It's really hard to describe the Trinity because God is a mystery. And I think I told you either last week or two weeks ago, the weeks are kind of running together for me at this point. Saying that something is a mystery is not a cop-out. What it's saying is that it's something profound and deep something that's going to be interesting every time we look at it. Again, we can go back to looking at husbands and wives, right? Like hopefully you learn something new about each other all the time. And that's part of what makes that relationship attractive, right? That we're always learning new things about one another. Because people are a mystery too. Not as big of a mystery as God is, don't get me wrong. But we can see these mysteries and they call us to go towards them because they're interesting and they capture our attention. And so when we say that God is a mystery, what we're saying is there's always something new to learn about him. And so this aspect of the Trinity, which we believe about God, is one of those things. We're never going to know everything there is to know about it. Even when we get to heaven, we will not know everything about the Trinity. God will be interesting to us for all of eternity in the Trinity and all of the other gifts that he's given us. And so as we go through our day, as we go through our week, as we go through the rest of our lives, we go together and we look at that mystery of the Trinity and we say, God, Fill my heart with your love and help me be interested by you for all of time.